0: The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Hi, good morning. Titus is making me stand on this box. He should know from one giant to another. I'm not trying to be any taller, but it's okay. Um, My name is Haley Reiser. I'm here representing Spring Spirit this morning. Um, I've got uh, one of our students, Melanie. And our new mentoring and education director, Laura, is with us, as well as some faithful mentors, the Scott family over here, and saw the Duns over here. So um, if I've missed you and you're here this morning, thanks so much for um, participating and supporting our ministry. Um, I want to take a minute to um, try to summarize what Spring Spirit does. If I totally lose you, there will be a two-minute video when I'm done that should wrap it all together, so bear with me. Um, I want to focus on one aspect of what we do. But first, let me um, read our mission statement to you. Spring Spirit exists to provide pathways for youth to realize life opportunities through sports, education, and mentoring programs based on Christian principles. Um, And I want to focus this morning on an opportunity that you guys have as a church to join some of your church members to become mentors at Spring Spirit. Um, When I think about providing life opportunities uh, to kids, and you hear Spring Spirit, I can't wait for the day where we can say, we have three Cy Young pitchers in the major leagues and 60 Rhodes Scholars. And um, those are obviously great goals that we have in mind to really see kids accomplish the ultimate in each of those. Um, But when I really think about sharing what we're doing, I hope it takes a little bit of the pressure off of you as a mentor to know that we're really just trying to provide opportunities for kids that don't have opportunities. and what those opportunities are in life, um, I've, I've had a chance to reflect as I've been a staff person there now for five years to realize the opportunities that we're trying to provide for kids, I didn't even recognize them as opportunities. They were expectations and they were going to happen no matter how much I pushed against it. I was going to take SAT prep class. I was going to apply for college. I mean, not graduating high school wasn't even, I mean, not graduating high school, you know. Um, and I just didn't realize that those are the exact pathways that are necessary in life to realize any kind of dream, um, particularly as it it relates to education. Um, I also didn't have a full understanding of what kind of obstacles kids face, um, including homelessness, um, inability to find good support for education, um, opportunities like going to summer camp or hearing about the gospel for the first time, or hearing it from somebody besides a parent. um, I think each of you probably in your life has had mentors uh, that have, have made an impact on your life, and they weren't necessarily your parents. So when you hear me say mentor, and when you hear our team speak later about mentoring, want to take the pressure off that you're not, we're not responsible for Major League Baseball players or softball scholarships or Rhodes Scholars. We're talking about people who just are willing to make a positive, consistent impact in the life of kids, hopefully like you've gotten to experience in your life. Um, I'm gonna give you a couple of examples here. We had a, a kid who, and you'll see some kids up here. None of them are the ones I'm talking about, but just to protect the kids, these st- um, stories I'm sharing, but this will give you an idea of the community we serve. We had a senior in high school, one of our most talented baseball players, left-handed pitcher, next Clayton Kershaw. Um, and we came to work one day and he, we found out he'd been sleeping in our dugouts. And so um, while he was on a, he's been on a great path and he's very gifted athletically, the furthest thing from your mind as a staff person or as a volunteer or as a mentor when you find out that you have a senior in high school who's not really going to school anymore definitely not playing baseball and doesn't have a place to lay his head Um, but he was felt safe enough at spring spirit to be around us and to share with us some of the struggles he was going through and um, i think this was in the spring of last last year and there he was not going to graduate by may i mean he had missed too much school but our team jumped on it, intervened. He graduated by the end of the summer, got his diploma, um, and he's working now. And I I hope that the end of his story is that he gets drafted by the Dodgers one day, but the fact that this kid finished high school is gonna be a major step in his pathway to having life opportunities. Um, He's gonna have many, many more opportunities because he graduated high school, Um, and baseball's a difficult path. So we're really proud of him. He's working now. Um, and he's trying to get back into school to to advance um, his education. We had another student who shared her story with um, about 500 people at our um, annual breakfast fundraiser two years ago. She um, comes from a family. She has eight brothers and sisters. She's um, one of the older kids in her family, and there's an expectation that she contribute financially to the household. She's really, really smart, wanted to be a neurosurgeon, but got on a really bad path in high school with friends, with drugs, fights all the time, she had a teacher at school who knew about us that said, "Hey, you should check out Spring Spirit." and she got plugged in as a volunteer. so not an athlete. She was really smart, but she was failing some of her classes, and she found a place at Spring Spirit to help, and she felt needed, and she felt a part of something. Um, we got her connected with a mentor who, who stayed on top of her. She ended up graduating in three and a half years. Um, and when I think about her story, her mom, one little side note, her mom's really sick, and so She wasn't able to go off to school, and she had to get a full-time job to start to continue to help in the family. But when I think about her story, and she's still on her story, we're all still on our journey, but when I think about her in particular, one of the major influences in her life was a teacher that said, do you know about Spring Spirit? Not a teacher that said, I'm going to intervene. I'm going to make sure you get this. I'm going to make sure you do that. I'm going to be your tutor. I'm going to do everything for you. It was just an advocate that said, go over there. I know a place that has resources. And there's not one person alone that has been responsible for helping her along the way. In fact, she's really been responsible for helping herself along the way. She's really been proactive. But every single person doing a little bit has helped her to be where she is now, which is a high school graduate with a job, contributing to her family, continuing to grow in her faith. And she still has a a husband and wife couple at Spring Spirit that are continuing to mentor her and pour into her life. Um, So those are just a couple of examples. We've got Melanie over here. Melanie's lived on Pittner Road where we're located for 15 years. Her parents are amazing parents. She's got a little sister. Um, Melanie had a chance to go to Stony Creek Ranch, which is, I I don't know how many of you guys went to camp growing up, but that was like my favorite thing. And I never recognized that as an opportunity. And now I'm in full-time ministry because I went to camp growing up. And so Melanie had a chance to work at Stony Creek last summer in the kitchen, got some great experience. She's um, first generation going to college in the fall. Woo! (laughs) Um, we're, so, we're so, so proud of her. So we serve an incredible population. Not, not every kid that you're gonna meet at Spring Spirit is facing an unbelievable challenge. But every kid at Spring Spirit is a kid. And if you know kids, they're facing challenges and they need somebody besides their parents, besides their teachers, to just come in and say, hey, have you heard about this? Did you know that you could go to camp? If you just go to this, you know, if you go to this program, that's how you get to go to camp. Did you know that, that there are tricks for the SAT? There's tricks to studying. Let me help you get enrolled in a program. Um, So we need you to help us be the bridge for for some of our kids to understand. Um, We'll talk a little bit more when we we have a chance to um, talk with Titus. But we have 800 kids that we see weekly. We've seen 2,000 kids this fiscal year. And 800 of those are coming back regularly. And 125 of them have mentors. Um, So it's a challenge to find people who are committed to coming once a month to meet with kids. Their family, your family, you're like, man, I've got two kids in high school, one in elementary school. I can't break away for an hour once a month. You can mentor as a family. It can be an amazing family opportunity for you to get involved and come out as a family and meet another family and not try to fix them, but just be a friend. Be someone who might be able to show them something they've never seen before or expose them to a new experience in life. So I hope I haven't confused you about what we do. We do a lot. Um, It's all based on sports, education, mentoring, and faith. And um, I hope this video summarizes it a little bit, and we'd love to talk to you afterwards if you feel like um, mentoring somebody in your community is something God is is calling you to. Thank you so much.
0: In the community of North Spring Branch, there are over 10,000 children who have much potential but are underserved. Of these children, 88% out of the free or reduced lunch. 72% come from a home where English language proficiency is limited, and 81% are categorized at risk of not graduating from high school. Spring Spirit serves over 800 children weekly to provide pathways for young people to realize life opportunities through sports, education, and mentoring programs based on Christian principles. We offer a variety of athletic programs for neighborhood kids ages 5 to 18 using sports as a vehicle for life lesson and healthy living. We offer a variety of education support programs so kids are able to improve academic achievement. And we offer a variety of ministry programs in large and small groups programs based on biblical teachings. All of these programs are part of our whole child approach, which is designed to address the needs of each participant's mind, body, and soul. Each of these three pillars, athletic, education, and ministry, is supported by a network of caring mentors who walk with the children to life, expose them to opportunities and ways of thinking they wouldn't otherwise have access to while providing encouragement along the way. Our vision is to see the community be transformed. We know the best way to do that is by opening doors and giving opportunities to the children we serve and creating an impact on the rest of their lives. Well,
2: why don't we do a, just a quick roll call, uh, to start, tell us who you are, kind of how you interact with spring spirit, what your role is or whatever. Uh, maybe how long you've been with the organization just to get us going
3: I'm Laura Smith Um, I am the new director of education and mentoring at Spring Spirit been there just under a month but um, have a connection to Spring Branch that goes back quite a ways so I'm excited to be there Awesome. Um,
4: I'm Melanie Esparza Um, I'm a volunteer I'm always there Um, I've been there for almost six years and I love it
1: I'm Haley Reiser. You already heard from me.
2: Yep. yeah, Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So Haley, let's start with you. Um, you said a little bit about it, but if I ask the question, what is Spring Spirit, kind of beyond the mission statement, that next layer, what is it that you guys are doing?
1: Yeah, I always struggle to answer this, um, but I'll keep my eye on the clock there and try to stay under 30 seconds. Bring it. We are... Um, we're about community transformation and we wanna leverage um, athletics um, as a hook um, and community as a hook. Um, like I've said before, we're, we're all human beings that are desiring to connect with people. So Spring Spirit is a place where we wanna build those connections and trust so that um, when families and kids um, run up against a roadblock in life, they have a great resource to reach to and we wanna weave the gospel and um, what we believe in our faith uh, through every single thing that we do. Um, Sports is something that universally connects people. Mm-hmm. Um, soccer is very popular in the neighborhood. Our founder was um, a baseball player, and so we, we adopted baseball and softball as our first uh, run. But that's, um, we're about community transformation and um, empowering the community to take, take full potential of their lives.
2: Beautiful. You mentioned the founder. Give us a, a history of the organization, when it got started, how all that kind of was given birth.
1: Yeah, so our founder's name is Kenny Baldwin. He, he could walk to this church from here. He lives right down the street. Um, he grew up in South San Antonio in a neighborhood that looked very similar, excuse me, to the one that we operate in now. Um, and he was, his God-given talent and passion was baseball, but he recognized through his life, he got it, he ended up getting a, a scholarship to Rice. He played baseball. He got a math degree there. Um, and then he got to play a little bit of minor league baseball through uh, his education at Rice, he went to Accenture and worked Had a long successful career there. But when he looked back on his life, he said um, sports, opportunities in sports, opportunities in his education, the mentors that he had in his Christian faith um, are the four ingredients that he thinks created um, his success in life. And he said, I don't want to leave that to chance for kids in our neighborhood. I want to make a place where there's a good shot of kids show up, They're going to get a a big vitamin B boost of those four things, and we're going to give them a better opportunity to experience success, which, like we described earlier, can look like a lot of different things. So he's still very, very involved. Um, He's a great visionary, a great champion for the mission, and um, we're lucky to have him.
2: Cool. So, I mean, how old is Spring Spirit total?
1: We've been around eight years, and our facility has been open now for five. So we started at the Boys and Girls Club, just rolled a ball out there next door had nine kids, and we serve over 800 kids each week now. And I believe 125 of them have a mentor, a one-on-one mentor or a family-to-family
2: mentoring. Okay, two follow-ups there. First of all, I, that's the first time I've asked that question, how old Spring Spirit is. If, if you visit their facility, you would think they've been there for 25 years. I cannot believe this. <laughs> it's only been eight years. That's a lot of work. Second of all, you just mentioned something. How many students are you working with each week?
1: We see 800
2: kids weekly. We've seen 2,000 this year, but our database shows that we
1: 800 of them are coming back every single week.
2: Which is enormous volume. That's a high school. Well, not around here, but it's my high school. Uh, but how many have mentors?
1: 125.
2: So run the percentage there. less than 25%. S- yes. Okay.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: 12.5%? Is that right? <laughs> I think that's right. Okay. I went to Bible college, so who knows? <laughs> um, okay, so you've mentioned the neighborhood a few times. and Haley, maybe you can take this first, and then I'd love to hear from you, Melinda, about uh, your neighborhood. But w- what's the neighborhood like? For those of us that have never driven up to where you are, kind of describe the community that's right around, because that's a, mostly who's a part of your ministry, correct?
1: That's correct. We oh. have a beautiful Latino culture and community. We have um, 6,000 people live on our single city block, so we have five apartment complexes on our block. Um, so you can imagine, I mean, we're, we're very proud of getting to serve the number of kids that we serve, but our opportunity is almost endless right there within one square mile of Spring Spirit. Um, we've got, uh, I think, within two miles, a two-mile radius of Spring Spirit, there's over 10,000 children. There's three elementary schools right there within that two-mile radius. So... We have um, an incredible opportunity to work with a beautiful culture um, of a very uh, family-oriented culture, um, wonderful food, um, and a lot of um, English language learners. Um, So if you speak Spanish, you're going to have a leg up on everyone else. But all of our kids are bilinguals, which is amazing. So it's great to learn from them and also have some help translating if needed.
2: Awesome. Melanie, what would you say about your neighborhood?
4: Um, It... Blossomed. I can say that when I first got here. I was born in Mexico um, When I first got here, it was more of a something you saw out of straight out of Compton or Like one of the worst neighborhoods that you never wanted to be lost in You'd hear gunshots as kids were coming down out of the bus when it was time to go drop them off you'd see gang fights in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day um, it was bad. It was horrible. I w- didn't even want to go outside. There wasn't any like Latino parties where everybody come over and we'd have a big trampoline and then a piñata. And there wasn't that hmm. because of this so much violence, so much anger. The the property line of no the gangs um, and stuff like that was horrible. It was horrible. It, like that, that's the word I can use. But once Spring Spirit came into the picture, everything started to go down. There wasn't more drugs, there wasn't any more of gang violence. You, it was rare when we would hear gunshot or when we would hear police sirens roaming down the, that one street we have. So it has blossomed into a very beautiful, um, live community because now you're able to walk down the street and then halfway through, you can buy popusas or tacos or you've seen somebody recognize and say that if they want to go play ball at Spring Spirit or if they wanted to go play soccer. One of the two um, parks we have, the the people have seen it change and we wouldn't want it to go back to what it was. Hmm. It's very it's a very healthy community now. I don't want to say there's no more gangs because there is going to be that that little like bit of gangs. But it's not what it once was. It was it's a lot healthier. It's a lot. Live, like, we, it's a very loving community. Can I add one thing on there? Yeah.
1: So we have the gang task force unit meets at our facility once a month, and um, we ask them to come do a training for our staff because, you know, we, none of us are in gangs. None of the staff is in a gang. <laughs> no so um, we don't have that much insight into what's going on there, and <clears throat> the reality is they, they're still there, and, and they, they kind of go through these peaks and valleys. So we had a, the, the, basically the manager of this task force come to talk to our staff, and teach us about what colors they wear and what signs to look out for in our kids. And we said, you know, are we in real danger here? And he said, he meets regularly with these gang members, which I didn't realize that was like a thing within the gang culture to meet with the gang task force, but there is some trust there. And the gang members have said specifically about Spring Spirit, we will never target a place like that. We don't want our little brothers and sisters in gangs. This is horrible. We want them in programs like Spring Spirit, because th- that it's safe. We've never been targeted. We have been, there have been gunshots when we've been out there, but th- we've never been targeted. We've never been tagged with any sort of, you know, graffiti that you can see <clears throat> from time to time up and down the street. So pretty interesting dynamic that we didn't know about, but that, you know, I- is yeah. pretty neat.
2: Yeah, you're in. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, Laura, I want to, you, you mentioned a Spring Branch connection. First of all, just so we can get the lay of the land, tell us exactly where you're located streetwise and stuff, but then talk a little bit about how you got connected with Spring Spirit since you're kind of the newest staff.
3: Okay, so we're North Spring Branch, um, north of Kempwood Drive, south of sort of Clay Road and Hollister, or not Hollister, Hempstead Highway, off of Pittner Road. Um, The elementary schools that are nearby, we have Edgewood Elementary from Spring Branch ISD, uh, uh, Hollybrook, Cedarbrook, Buffalo Creek, um, lots of elementary schools up there in the northern part of Spring Branch. And then most of those kids will go to Northbrook Middle School, Northbrook High School, Springwoods Middle School, Springwoods High School, some to Westchester. Um, but that's sort of the population that we serve up there. Uh, a lot of them are obviously Spanish speaking, and so um, some of them are the first time that they've first the first kids in their family to go to a US school. So that's another component of it. Wow. I got started, so um, grew up in Spring Branch, um, going to um, schools on this side of the freeway, and um, then ended up teaching at Spring Woods Middle School once um, I came back to H- Houston after um, college. Loved it there. Um, loved so many things about what was going on there. Um, my career took me other places after that, uh, but I still had a heart for Spring Branch and had a heart for um, Spring Woods Middle School and all the kids that were in that neighborhood. So. I have various connections um, to the community. One of my coworkers when I was at uh, Springwood's Middle School helped get Springwood, or Spring Spirit started and um, I kind of stayed in touch with him and I thought, you know, this is, this is the piece that the teachers are missing. Um, the teachers are doing a wonderful job um, educating the kids in that community. Um, but there's so many pieces to raising a child and making sure that they have a well-rounded education that they need nonprofits to come alongside them and support them and kind of put, um, put in place some of the things that they can't do within a school day. So to me, when I kept learning about Spring Spirit, it felt like the missing piece for what the teachers are doing in, in classrooms. And that got me really excited. And um, when the opportunity came around to come and to um, be the director of education, and mentoring for them, I, it was right up my alley because it was the way that I was going to help um, the teachers and the community.
2: So. Beautiful, I love that. So I did not send you guys this question. I'm gonna throw your curveball. <laughs> but you used a phrase that I didn't know about till I came on staff at Ecclesia. I live in Katy, so I'm out in the wilderness, halfway to San Antonio. Um, there's this phrase that I hear a lot that's the other side of the freeway, hmm. which was a fascinating cultural phrase for me mm-hmm. when I joined the team. And I guess I wanted to ask this question, uh, which might throw you a bit off guard, but I bet you you've got a good answer. Do it. What, what can the community on this side of the freeway learn from the community on that side of the freeway? Uh, and I almost hate even using that phrase. No. I, but you, you get what I'm saying?
3: to relax. Uh, Right, right? Um, I got a quick lesson in that. As soon as I started teaching at Springwoods Middle School, um, there's a lot that I don't know about the world. And there's a lot that um, goes on that I was protected from um, growing up. And um, like you mentioned before, Haley, there's a lot, a lot of privilege that I didn't even realize was a part of growing up um, just because of the safe neighborhood and schools that I grew up in. Um, and it takes a while when you're in that community for um, the kids um, to trust you for that. I just looked like another girl that was coming in that um, didn't really get what they were doing and what they came from, but um, uh, listening and appreciating who, um, who the kids are and um, that we all have our different walks in life and that we all um, are um, just trying to grow um, and kind of meet them where they're at, that uh, was huge. That was huge i i they don't need me like I'm not a saving grace or anything like that. Yeah. I was just there to walk alongside them and help yeah. them how I could.
2: I love that anything to add, ladies
3: yeah,
1: I would say um, I think I had a really preconceived idea of what it meant to be successful um financially socially um, work happiness, whatever you know I mean, I think everybody could probably fill in the blank with that um and I think learning to appreciate that um you know success is really, for me, and and being able to work at this ministry is um, knowing and loving God and sharing him with others, and that, you know, really where you go to school or where you pursue your education or where you end up working, we are so proud of our technical and two-year students, um, as proud as we are our four-year grads, and I think that was just a really big shift um, for me and something to learn uh, if, if anybody in the congregation decides to come and become a mentor is to say, like, Let me understand what's important to this kid and their family. Like, what what are their dreams and goals and aspirations? And it it might be four years at Harvard on a baseball scholarship, and it might be, um, you know, uh, being a cosmetologist or doing something that they're really passionate about. So just being able to define success in different ways and to appreciate the humanity in each person we serve, Mm -hmm. I don't think before working here I would have said I don't appreciate the humanity in Mm -hmm. people. Um, but it's just a deeper understanding of what it means to love well. I mean, I would consider Melanie's parents my friends. I've got another set of parents. I mean, a lot of the parents there are about my age, and we go to the rodeo together, and it doesn't feel like people that I'm serving through my job. I mean, it feels like my community that I get to work with to provide great programs and Mm -hmm. pathways for.
2: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I think Look, the reason I ask that question is because the temptation when we do an emphasis like this of like, how can we love our neighbors well, is that what we hear is, well, what can I go fix? Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not what we're saying at all. And I love the posture that you just described to say, hey, what do you want? What do you need? I'm not, I'm not here to fix you. I'm here to be your friend. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, I mean, obviously Jesus models that. And I love the idea in our heads of just being able to take away even that idea that there's another side of the freeway. Like there's no other side of the freeway. Like we're kind of all in the same place here as people, as people. And so these experiences, what I love about them is they prove to be mutually transformative. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not us transforming somebody else or even them transforming us, but it's God using our friendship and relationship to one another to transform us both. With that being said, um, you guys are already doing great work, um, but there are ways that we can come alongside. And so maybe, Laura, you could get us started on this track of like, how can our community serve your community well? What are your needs? Um, Who makes a great mentor? Talk, Talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, the, the mentoring piece is definitely um, where you could help us. Um, like we said, these kids have amazing parents. They have parents that care about them, that would do anything for them. Um, but the kids are trailblazers in a lot of ways. Um, might be the first in their family to go to an American school, a U.S. school um, in English, um, first to speak English in their family, all the things that go on after that. So... Your parents can help you with the part that they've done and they can give you advice but to have people in their lives that have already gone on those paths in different ways shapes and forms it really helps open your mind to new possibilities it helps um, just give you an idea of what's out there and what you can do and um, of course all of us as Haley mentioned before have benefited from mentors uh, positive relationships grounded in faith we can each name those people Um, And we're just looking for ways to give um, our students more people in their lives that can open their mind to what um, God has for them and the world around them.
2: Mm -hmm. When I hear that, I agree with all that. Mm -hmm. And then I almost immediately think, well, I'd probably stink at that. (laughs) So how do you communicate to people who may be going, I'm not sure I'm right for that? Like, what kind of skills do they need? What kind of personality do they need like who's your poster girl mentor lady
3: (laughs) well our kids there's not one type of kid I mean we have this amazing sports program but there are tons of kids that I've met that are not even involved in the sports they just love the faith aspect or the community aspect of what we do um And so we need all types of mentors. We need mentors that have all kinds of interests. You may not know anything about sports and that's okay because I met a ton of girls that, or guys even, that don't do anything with our sports program. Um, We ask that our mentors do uh, meet with their their mentee once a month, but then we provide different ways for you to do that. We have um, a mentoring mentee event that you can um, come to with your mentor. So we kind of create the atmosphere for you to um, do activities or talk with your mentor. Use the sports fields, um, just any kind of variety. And I would just say it's like making a friend, you know, mm-hmm. someone that you can kind of walk alongside and give um, some advice to if they need it. But if they don't, just be a companion, and we can all do that. We know how to make relationships. Did yeah. uh, you add
2: anything? I want you to tell us about your mentor in just a second. But you know, the thought occurs to me that if you have over 600 kids without a mentor, like there's probably a fit somewhere <laughs> right. for anybody. Cool. No,
1: we, we have mentors of. Every age and every life stage, uh-huh. and um, so there's really nobody that's a bad fit. How old's
2: your oldest mentor?
1: <laughs> How old's your mentor? Sixties.
2: She's not eighty. Uh uh-uh.
1: uh-uh. 80. Eighty-two. <laughs> Eighty-two. Okay. Yeah. So we've got. Okay. So you're 82. not too old. You can
2: dispose of that excuse. You're <laughs> yeah, not too old. Yeah,
1: that's right. And sure. but we've got people right out of college. We've got. Is that Dylan? Yes. No. No, okay. This guy looks like Dylan, who's one of our mentors. But there's a guy named Dylan who travels a ton, and he's one of our best mentors. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all the, different,
2: all the different ranges. Beautiful. Beautiful. Tell us a little bit more about your mentor. I want to hear. How'd that relationship um, begin?
4: So, I first came here. I didn't speak English. I didn't speak nothing English until around third grade is when I got her. I got her through the district, not through Spring Spirit but she was everything. She was like another mom, my best friend, my grandmother, anything, you can name it, anything. I told her about my crushes. I told her about the struggles I had, my AP classes, everything. And she was just open-minded about what I had to say. She really fill in like potholes in my life with her knowledge. And now I like sewing because of her. I like knowing like the different designs and different graphics and stuff. But she's really, she pushes me forward. She's someone who tell me, like, if you're not going to do it this way, then find an easier way or find a better way to, for you to do it. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to benefit myself from your work. You're the one that's pushing forward for your future, and I know you're going to bring better things to your family. Yeah. So she's really, she's a push-forward type of mentor. Cool. <laughs> she's pushed me forward, and now I graduate, and I'm still seeing her. Like, there's not going to be a day or a year that I won't think of her and thank her for what she did yeah. to me.
2: Yeah. How often do you guys get together?
4: Um during the school year we used to get eat together once a month. Okay. Now once a week. And then now we have our schedules are really busy. So yeah. we'll try to get together once
3: or twice a month. Okay. I just wanted to add that another thing that I've seen our mentors and mentees do is once they get together for that once a month, they may still be in contact just casually through a text message Mm -hmm. or things like that. And that seems to be, I mean, we all do that with our friends too, a really great way to kind of stay connected when you have busy lives.
2: I love that. I love that. So one, one more question, and this is just something I love asking people, but what is something that you guys aren't doing yet that you're dreaming about? doing maybe it's a lack of capacity maybe it's just something the organization's not ready for yet but what's something that you guys are kind of kicking around that you'd love to do but aren't doing yet that can be for anybody
3: i'm going to take it as um, the director of education (laughs) and mentoring Um, we are going to try to set a goal of getting all of our kids on reading level by the time they finish fifth grade if not before and that is going to be a game changer um It's really easy to get behind um, in school, especially when you come from a non-English speaking background. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just getting a program in place, we already have some great education programs that have started down this path to where we can identify the reading level of all the kids throughout um, elementary school and really give them the supports that they need and partner with the school's. If you lose your confidence in reading, you lose your confidence in school. You lose your confidence in your, your possibilities for the future. So it's a really tangible um, thing that we need to do. Um, but it's a big job because we have 800 kids that come.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything to add? What are you dreaming about, Haley? Oh, my goodness. Uh,
1: we have over 400 kids involved in soccer right now. So, and we, and we are at capacity with our baseball and softball programs. So there's no space on the fields right now for soccer. So we're next door at the boys and girls club. They've graciously let us use that field, but that field's divided up into three or four fields. And, and we've got as many kids that want to play soccer. So, um, finding space and expanding for soccer. Um, and man, I think when it boils down to it, I mean, having space is great, but having people involved that care about kids is going to go a lot further than a nice turf field. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've, you know, we're in a meeting and we're raising money I'd try to find space for soccer but mm-hmm. here I mean we we need people that care and that will just come advocate for kids yeah. and and it's not too much more complicated than that really yeah.
2: okay I promise this is the last one and it's for you so you mentioned your neighborhood before spring spirit so I want you to imagine something imagine spring spirit never started okay uh you grew up in the same neighborhood um uh, what What would your life be like now? You ever think about that? Like, what would your life be like now if you hadn't had this experience? Um,
4: I do, but I try not to imagine it just because of how bad it is. I feel like I wouldn't have graduated high school. Um, I would have gotten in some type, not a gang, but just fallen apart from my parents just because um, I have a hard attitude, just like my mom. <laughs> and I know we'd bumped heads a lot. And at one point we did, but I was saved by Spring Spirit. But if I hadn't been saved, I feel like I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have graduated. There would still be violence. There would still be more drug abuse. There would still be more everything that you don't want there to be. I don't think um, the schools would have changed. I think the Northbrook High School would have gone worse and eventually fallen down. But because of Spring Spirit, they brought us back. Um, They were able to push us forward and save the community.
2: Beautiful. I love that. Can I pray for you guys? God, thank you for um, these sisters and the way that you have moved in their lives and the way that you're moving through their lives to impact the lives of others. Uh, We are grateful for those with vision to see um, this idea of community transformation, and what it means to love one another, to serve one another in humility, to come alongside, to have conversations, to play catch, to kick a ball, to swing a bat, uh, to do homework and all the beautiful, beautiful things that are happening uh, with our neighbors at Spring Spirit. I pray continued blessing and wisdom and guidance as they seek to serve well. I pray that you would call us to action uh, in whatever way that you may be uniquely calling us to come alongside a young person who's trying to learn to read or or uh, whatever the case may be. May you eliminate the barriers that we so often see, the excuses we so often use, and help us to um, get our hands dirty, to make new friends, to be inconvenienced for the sake of the kingdom. May you continue to change us all as we relate and love each other. I pray it in Jesus' good name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ekthesiahouston.org.